What's going on, guys? Special edition of the JKB Sports Podcast with a real cool, solid dude, my man. To the left of me, Cab, what's going on, man? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much for having me, man. No, thanks for coming out. I, I'm gl- I appreciate being back in school because this, this brings back memories of uh, non-intending classes and playing <laughs> Grand Theft Auto and Madden in uh, my university days. You play, you, you play Madden? I did, yeah. What, it was what's, like, what's your team? It was, oh, my team is... The Tennessee Titans. Listen, the Tennessee Titans had a resurgence this year, but forever the Tennessee Titans are like seven and nine, yeah. eight and eight, nine and seven for like twenty years. And oh, okay, if you like, I mean, Adam likes Cleveland Browns, and yeah. he feels the certain pay. Cleveland Browns are a horrendous franchise. Yeah. Uh, I, I say that, and perhaps I'll work with them for, for some. <laughs> so I, I take that back. Uh, but that's that's the team I, I played with. You know, it's funny because I'm actually like the biggest Ravens fan. Nice. And this year I was like. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're gonna win it because they're not a team in the NFC that can really, you know, bang with us, especially offensively in and the defensively. Not in the NFC. I think we would have the Forty Nine. I think we would have smoked the Forty ers but we kind of laid the egg against you guys, and <laughs> that was that was a tough. Lamar Jackson, I think, had like five hundred yards. I mean, some of those were in garbage time. You don't really hear garbage time as much in the yeah. NFL, but it was well, you know, the Tennessee Titans. Did pr- proudly hang that W yeah. in in uh, Baltimore's in big trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's it, big trust. So actually, now that you're a Titans fan, do you think or what do you think the chances are? Obviously, I, you're in the media and you hear the rumblings of Brady going to either staying in New England or now he's going. He's linked to Tennessee or he's linked to the Raiders. Um, as a t- uh, Tennessee fan, would you want to see him on your team and? Are you happy with Tannehill's performance? What do you what do you take of the season? Very happy with Tannehill's performance. I feel like they're going to franchise tag him and yeah. let uh, Derrick Henry walk, but I have no idea because I'm let not. Let Derrick Henry walk? Well, I mean, he was amazing. Listen, <laughs> trust me. Like he's six three, two twenty seven yeah. or something. Yeah, he's twenty seven years old. Yeah, I mean, he was had an unbelievable season, uh, and Tannehill had this incredible resurgence. resurgence yeah, but it, so you're really paying you're paying thirty million dollars a year because the market cap market's been set by the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. For two years of Tom Brady at 43 years old and 44 years old. Yeah. A.J. Brown is legit. Yeah. And, Stephen and I'm sure he would love to throw the ball to A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, I've been, and you also heard the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. going to offer him some money and heard randomly the Colts as well. Yeah. I have no idea where Tom Brady's going to go. Would I love to see Tom Brady in a Tennessee Titans uniform? Of yeah. course. Yeah. But he'll probably stay in New England. Okay. I, I think. Okay. And. I don't think he will just because of all the scrutiny that's going on now. Now you see, like, he's he came out, I think, he, well, he didn't come out and say anything, but it was like he's approaching free agency like he's going to leave. Do you think that is any like, real smoke to the fire? Or do you think that's all just Tom Brady being media savvy and knowing how to play the role of, of you know, I may do this, I may do that. And do you think that's a real thing or just all smoke? He's going to end up actually back in New England. You know, it's interesting because the Patriots – they were the first ones, I think it was either Robert Kraft or Jonathan Kraft saying, I hope he resigns or I hope he retires. Yeah. But the Patriots are um, traditionally tight-lipped about everything. Yeah, So to sure. hear even, like, murmurs come out is, is an interesting, yeah. interesting play. And I think, obviously, I think the Patriots leaked that first mm-hmm. um, just to get a temperature of, of, the, of the, their fan base and how they would react to Tom Brady leaving. And then Tom Brady, for him, like to explore free agency. Yeah, like you, you want to be courted by other teams and, you know, 
check your options and yeah. see what's available yeah, and then look sure. at other rosters. And, you know, obviously he needs a tight end or a couple of tight ends. I mean, I, George Kittle and Tra Travis Kelsey, all world tight ends. Yeah, not for sure. Rob Gronkowski was the predecessor to those yeah. two. So, and that helps him stay young. Mm -hmm. Having a guy just go yeah, a hot middle, route, yeah. you know, through the, you know, the seam route yeah. or over the middle that can get, you know, 11, 12 yards yeah. when you need. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. And um, also, well, first things first, um, being with you right now is like a real big achievement to me personally. Um, I grew up watching it. We spoke about it before and I was like, yo, I got, I got Cabby on the pod, like it's, it's lit. And he was like, yo, for real? And for us, this is like, um, there's not many people in the media that I've looked up to, at least in Canada-wise, just because, you know, people, there's not many people of color. Like, it's just, you know what sure. I mean? There's a few of us. So you doing what you did and, like, looking up some stuff, just look at um, some specifics. Um, you interned, and I'm interning now, too, and it's like, this guy really took steps, correct steps. He worked his ass off and got to where you are now, which is, like, where I'm trying to get to Wonderful. so just the fact that you're even here and um spending some time i know uh, you're a very busy person you're not really in fully located in uh, toronto anymore you're out and about doing a lot of big stuff that we'll get into in a bit but um just off the bat i just do want to say i appreciate you coming thank you Jerome. um thank thanks you. for being here and with that out the way now we <laughs> much of stuff um yeah so the rafters you're still a rafters fan yes you and it's your size yet no, no, a, no. <laughs> Listen, I live in Las Vegas. I work for Bleacher Report, but I still am very yeah. dialed in with what happens with the Raptors. That 15 game win streak was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know where you're going to post this, but recently they lost to the Milwaukee the Bucks, Bucks yeah. and the Bucks came to Toronto and handled business. Yeah. Their average margin of, of victory, I think, is 12 points, yeah. which is otherworldly yeah, right they, now. They dominate. Uh, so and they hung I think an 11 point W on on the Raptors. So I still follow them and it's been amazing to watch Nick Nurse yeah, he's, no, he's change lineups and change defenses seemingly on the fly based on you know what's happening in the flow of a game. He's just a brilliant basketball mind. Yeah, and then just had so many different lineup con um, configurations because yeah. various players have been hurt at the same time. One starter goes out and or, or whatever, but it's yeah. it's been awesome to watch how the, the Raptors have been staying afloat near the top of the um, I was gonna say AFC yeah. near the top of the <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Conference, Conference yeah. uh, despite the fact that so many bodies have been injured. Yeah, you, know, you know what the craziest thing is that like when I remember the Raptors announced that Nick Nurse is gonna be hired. And he was from Raptors 905. Yeah. I was really like, oh, my gosh. Like, you got rid of Dwayne Casey, coach of the year. No, but Nick Nurse was already on the staff, though. He wasn't just the G League coach and then exactly. came and, to and that's the, the Raptors. Thing. You, there's not a team in the league that I can say has used the farm team as much as the Raptors mm. have, where they have a potential coach of the year through the farm team. They have, you know, Terrence Davis, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, who are in line. Well, we've seen Pascal get his max contract. Fred Van Fleet, I don't know if he's going to get max money, but he's going to get a large lump sum of, of raise. Mm -hmm. um, do you see other teams maybe using their farm team more? Um, do you see a, an increase in that type of avenue, or do you think that Raptors are just like that team to really do that? Because, you know, same thing with the Marlies and the Leafs. You know, the Raptors are a great test case for success from using your G League franchise and, and growing and developing your players into becoming NBA starters. Yeah. I haven't followed other teams enough to give you a, a and that's the thing. A fair appraisal. We don't, know, we don't even know about them. We don't follow them because it's really not it, it's not a factor. Minus the Raptors who we've seen have 
direct success come from the, the G League team to the NBA. So, that, yeah, but the, that's I mean, more the popular are interesting because uh, pa- Greg Popovich and uh, uh, R.C. Buford have been in place for like yeah. 20 years, and and I can't even think of who what players have come up. I'm sure they have. Yeah. But they're just. I mean, that that well, staff is just. Such, they're great talent evaluators, yeah. and until this year. Um, that the team has just been a like a perennial yeah, playoff team, team playoff for team, fifty yeah. win, yeah, for I don't know two two decades. Yeah, yeah. So so okay. So on the last pod, I said um, Greg Popovich, obviously your your last yeah podcast, so okay. the last one. Um, I was just addressing. It wasn't a quick. It was, it was a quick thing about Greg Pop. Uh, the same thing we talked about the Spurs and like how they're having kind of a down year, which is really shocking or not shocking now because we see the elevation of the league but you know just as the spurs their franchise is kind of like oh damn like you know they're really not they're fighting for a playoff spot tim duncan is on the staff recently as an assistant coach Mm -hmm. greg popovich i'm not gonna say he's losing his sauce as a coach because obviously he's the coach but do you think almost maybe you know manu's gone tony's gone tim's on the staff do you think Pop is an old school type of coach where you know maybe it's time for to go or? Whew. Uh, good question. Do I think it's time for Greg Pop? I think because he's a legend, he's one of the most accomplished uh, coaches in the history of the league. He, he'll just go whenever he wants to go. Yeah. Is it his time to go? Um, I I don't know what's in his heart, and maybe it's fatigue, or maybe he's. He softened up too. Sure, he was a little um, nicer talking to the, the to the media. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. I, I, I skills wise, I don't I, I don't think yeah. it's time for him to go. But I don't know what's in his heart. I mean, he lost his wife. I think two yeah. seasons yeah. ago, three seasons ago, it was likely his best friend. Yeah, and, and someone that kept him going. So perhaps some of that energy has been depleted. Yeah, uh, but I, I guess we'll see. I mean, this is definitely a new challenge for him. It's like you're you're coaching two stars. Yeah, in Lamarcus and Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. And finding a way to have success with those two particular guys. Yeah, who with the gameplay, lo- their skill sets. Yeah, and the, who would love the mid range. Their, their games are kind of built in that mid range, yeah. where as the NBA is such a perimeter now league, you, you got to find ways to win. It's, it, I'm, I'm curious to see how that one yeah, ends or game. plays out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, obviously, we in the West, we it's almost a two team race, we can kind of say. I think there's a couple teams that might throw a little something something in but for the most part it's kind of Lakers and Clippers okay um do you see another team because I have if I had to pick a sleeper I would say either Denver Utah um Houston might do a little something because the small ball we've seen Westbrook kind of look better than he's ever looked in my opinion he's his uh, shooting percentage at an all-time high 47 percent not 50 but he looks a little more effective now that he's starting to get his feet wet do you see any team in the west kind of challenging either the Lakers or Clippers, or are you uh, one of those, like the rest of us, who kind of say Lakers and Clippers? Um, you know, that that small ball lineup is interesting because they're, at this point, 10-2 and two yeah. with, uh, with that small ball lineup. I'm talking about the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Uh, and the big men, big men haven't fared that well against this smaller lineup. But as far as Denver and Utah, like, Denver and Utah could be the, the two seed yeah, they in can the be Western the, yeah, Conference. Yeah. So they're not quite sleepers yeah. like a six, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, which yeah. would be a sleeper. And they're playing and incredible I, I like with them. Chris Paul. I, I, like, I like the way they look because Shea's killing it. Shea is shout, out to, shout out to Shea, Canadian. We see you doing your thing. SGA. Yeah. Um, but I, I, liked, I, mean, I like Denver. Jokic has been playing at an MVP caliber yeah. level. 
And I love Jamal Murray. He's just a cold shooter. Canadian. Shout out to Jamal. <laughs> Jamal Murray, Canadian. So, the, so uh, Denver in... Utah, not quite sleepers. I, I, obviously, the Clippers and the Lakers are overwhelming favorites, yeah. but I would, I might sprinkle some a some money bit. on, on okay, the Denver so, Nuggets. So, so I was spring, some sprinkling a little bit. Of yeah, change. yeah. Um, you're a betting man. Would you say yes or no? Um, I'm I'm leaning more towards betting more often. I wasn't before I got this job of Bleacher Report. Yeah. But now I'm. You know, I'm putting I'm putting money on futures. I bet on the Kansas City Chiefs oh. to win the Super Bowl. I got them at fifteen to one. They came through. I, I, bet on, I bet on them when Patrick Mahomes was out. So the oh, you're st- the the line was was a yeah, little bit more sense, favorable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm I, you know I'm really Raptors to win the Eastern Conference, win the NBA uh, Finals, yeah. eighteen to one. Miami Heat, eighteen to one. That's pretty good value. Yeah, the Raptors think are nine to one to come out of the East, which is pretty good value. Yeah. So now I'm that looking is. at things like that. Okay. Like, yeah. I was like, ooh, can I take advantage of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I mean, obviously it's a crapshoot, but basketball generally the favorites tend yeah, to win. Yeah. It's, it's rare more. That, it's uh, more like a certain. Than yeah. Anything. Yeah. Than, than like baseball or or, or football. football. Yeah. You know. Well, honestly, it's crazy because in the off season I posted on my on my Instagram and I was like, um, I think it was the first preseason game. And I was like, Lamar Jackson really has a chance to win MVP. Coming off the way he ended last season and going through, he has a chance. And then the first game against Miami, we threw like five touchdowns, killed the Dolphins. And then the Dolphins, we saw what they were. So didn't really read much into that. But I wanted to bet on Lamar getting MVP. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to wait five months, six months to get this money that I'm possibly not even going to win. So let me keep my money and make it a uh, bet on something that's more current, which is like, you know, the, the And so what did bet. you bet on? I lost. I think I just bet on the spreads for the week. And I'm like... I mean, that was probably... He was probably like a 30 or 40 it was, to 1. It was like... Favor, uh, uh, for 30 or 40 it to was like, it was to win high. MVP. And I was like, it was low. And I was like, you know what? Let me do it. But I was like, I'm gonna wait six months to not even get no change back. Like, that doesn't make no sense. So you didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I'm like, and then he was like the unanimous, like overwhelming favorite. Yeah. And he's my favorite player on my favorite team. That was like, that really came back to haunt me. The 49ers but, were 50 to one to win the Super Bowl yeah. last year. So this year, I'm gonna be looking at some of those super long shots, like the Atlanta Falcons yeah. or, or who Tampa have, Bay who Bucks. To bounce back. Or, you know, even the Chargers. I'm going to be looking at some of those long shots to see. Yeah. And perhaps sprinkle, sprinkle a few bucks on one of those. Just in the, in the, in the event that they come through. Because the NFL is so unpredictable. Injuries yeah. always nice happen. happen. Yeah. And, Trust you know, me, I do fantasy. Yeah. yeah, guys are never 100% <laughs> by the time they get to the playoffs. Even yeah. though they say they are, they never, never are. are. So many bumps and bruises. Yeah. Um, okay, so just going into your specific um, field where, you know, your life. You've obviously done many interviews. You've been doing this for as long as I can remember. Um, do you have a favorite moment or a favorite interviewee that you've had where it's kind of like you maybe cracked the best joke with or just had the most chemistry with? Mm. Or there's, I, I'm going to get into something uh, specifically Kobe a bit later just because I know he was really dear to you, really close to you. I didn't want to start with that just because that's a little, you know what I mean? It's a little bit of a heavy topic. Yeah, but, I understand, I understand. Um, uh, great moments, yes. I've had uh, many, yeah. th- thankfully. Uh, the first time I drank from the Stanley Cup was an incredible moment for me, and I didn't earn that privilege, but I did it anyway. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> that was uh, 2008, and the goalie uh, at the time, his name was Chris Osgood, played for the oh, Detroit yeah. Red Wings. He got, he summoned the, the Stanley Cup, yeah. brought it over, and then I put it to my lips, and I drank, and I didn't wipe the rim, and I should have wiped <laughs> the rim. 
of the Stanley Cup because a hundred other dudes hundred yeah from the Stanley Cup for that years day, before, yeah. before I got my lips on it. Um, yeah, you don't know. And it tastes very it. it tastes very tinny. I mean, it, it's like a it, it's a it's a it's a weird taste because yeah. they, they just had like Bud Light or something yeah. terrible <laughs> in there. So. Uh, that was amazing. Um, yeah. Every time I interviewed uh, David Ortiz, okay, he was very generous with his with his laughter, and yeah. it was a it was a full body barrel chest laugh. Yeah, like, uh, like so you laugh when you didn't meant it. Yeah, and so that was always a great feeling to have those kind of interchanges with him. And the last time I interviewed him, I brought him like a bag. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you buy food in bulk and you okay. just get that clear plastic bag. Yeah. There's a mint <laughs> called Excel is the brand, and the and the mints, they're blue. They're light blue. They okay. look like Viagra pills. <laughs> so I bought like I know where this is. I bought like twenty, bo- like uh, two boxes of those, of those candies, and I just emptied them out into this to this yeah. clear bag. So it looked like a bulk bag of Viagra. Viagra. So I, I handed it to him. I said, oh, "May your, may all your endings from here on out be happy <laughs> ones." And uh, he goes, "What is that?" And he laughed. I said, yeah. "It's something that rhymes with Niagara." And he just. <laughs> Lost it, so that was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I, this one time, I, I spit gum into the lap of Steve Nash. And oh, <laughs> shout out to Steve Nash, Canadian. Good and you, uh, Steve. it was so uncomfortable. It was the most uncomfortable moment of my life because it landed like right, right in his, his right bathing his suit area, area. Oh. and then then I had to decide how am I going to get the gum out of his lap that yeah. I spit. Uh, spit out while I was asking him a question and I, I couldn't, I didn't want to just reach him with my hand. <laughs> yeah. So I was wearing this stupid cowboy hat and I was trying to hit the oh, gum sweet. off of his. Yeah, off his lap. Yeah, and I just kept hitting yeah. his manhood and, I just, <laughs> and the gum wouldn't. It was stuck. It, yeah, it was stuck. It just wouldn't launch. And it finally did after like the seventh swipe. Oh. Uh. And that was uncomfortable, but he's forgiven me. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna link soon when he comes to Las Vegas. Oh, nice! His uh, daughter's volleyball tournament. Okay. I've had I've had some great ones. Yeah. And then, and then the, the the pinnacle of the interviews was, I um I got to fly in a helicopter with Kobe Bryant, and that was very special. Yeah. And that was about that was about ten years ago, and I was the only person he let. In the he gave that um yeah. privilege to or yeah. opportunity to do an interview while we're in his helicopter. Yeah. So that one is very near and dear to my yeah. heart. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I was at um. I was at a networking event. Um, shout out to Ace, Alicia West, Worship for Ninety Five. Appreciate you. She was holding a, a, just a networking event, and she's she kind of looks out for me, lets me know kind of what's going on, place I need to be, people I need to be around. And it was a Sunday that we got the news. And oh yeah, yeah. And I and I was sitting there, and I was at the table. I had a drink in my hand, and I entered at TSN. I, th- I think I told you. I, I, I was I was about to go to the studio, and I think a couple people there knew that I was like a sports guy, or I did that, and. I looked at my phone and my, my homeboys hit me up and they were like, yo, like, look at this link. And it was... The TMZ link? Yeah. And I was like, he looks way too happy in this picture. Like, it was him, like, fully smiling. And I was like, like, what is this? Like, is this, like, is this what the internet's doing now? And I was like, that can't be true. Like, Kobe was just, I, and I assumed, I'm like, he was just in Philly because obviously he pa- LeBron passed him in scoring the previous night. So I'm like, this is like, this probably just some haters talking about Kobe and LeBron and some saltiness, and I really didn't give any attention to it until, you know, the TSN posted it, and the score posted it, and Sportsnet posted it, and the news posted it, and I was like, yo, this is, like, really crazy. Like, what was, I, I heard you have a, because I was actually working, and you had a, a really, you know, touching, and I don't want to get back into it, because obviously it's a, it's a deep thing, and um, I heard your speech, and it was really well done. Just how was interviewing Kobe and, and what was he like as a person? Because obviously we see him as a basketball fan, just like killer on the court, mm-hmm. 
no love, no, no, you know what I mean? Just cold. And now we're seeing all these videos of him showing all this love and him, him and his beautiful daughter, rest in peace. And, you know, just can you speak just a little bit on how positive and how uplifting Kobe was in person? Yeah, he was, um, he was very gracious with his time and generous. And I, my sole goal, at, you know, at that time was just to make him laugh and just yeah. to kind of crack this outer shell, this veneer of this, this like um, tremendous competitor. Yeah. And um, he let his guard down so that he could have a few human moments with a random chubby reporter <laughs> from Toronto yeah. with a big doughy face and asking him ridiculous questions about where he lived and his phone number and how I could get there. Can I stay at his house? And I brought pillows and CDs to his that. place and pajamas and I gave him a key to my own house and I brought him random gifts. Yeah. Um, and so that was like the continuing narrative uh, over oh, the course oh, the of story, like, yeah. uh, I think like 20 interviews that we did, to, 20, 21 interviews that we did together. So I, that much I, I appreciated. And because I was able to, because Kobe lowered his guard and showed a different side of himself yeah. and like humanized himself, I think um, the audience really appreciated it. And I certainly did because it elevated yeah. my career. You know, one of the funniest interviews that I think that you had that I laughed at the most, and I, I showed him earlier, was the one where you, um, I believe it was in LA, and you had the limo. Oh yeah, outside. the limo. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and you watched that. And it was funny. I mean, it was old school. You had the hat sideways, yeah, brim, yeah. brim a Jeez. little bit, and it wasn't late because it said "lovers" on the that's front. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yo, like that's so." It's still surreal to me. One that he's not here, and two that like, you know, he does have moments where a lot of us as fans wouldn't necessarily see, and people who are not maybe the sports people that watched your show all the time, like I did growing up. You know, it's just interesting to hear what you have to say and to see that. So if you guys are listening, definitely check out Cabby's um, old series there on YouTube. And he really did a lot of a lot of great interviews, a lot of great athletes. Thank you. Um, along with Kobe. There's also ones with Aaron Rodgers that I used to see you do. And just, you know, again, like with the touching and stuff like that. And we talked we talked a little bit about that um, off mic and off cam. Um, but what is that like, obviously, being a streeter and, you know, being out on the public with regular people or with athletes being all the close stuff right. and touching. I'm not going to just see, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, but so for whoever's listening to this and uh, Jerome was just kind of touching my, <laughs> arm, just pantomiming the ridiculousness that I used to do. Yeah. So I started in 01 to like 02 and I was, my, my segment was called Cabby on the street. And that's where I was really just invading college campuses, the mall, random streets around Toronto, and that's where I started interviewing random people, asking really stupid sports questions. Yeah. But then I, I really like honed this, so I would disarm athletes by touching them. I'd put my arm around them, I would hug them, mm -hmm. I would look deeply into their eyes, I would yeah. put my hand on their chest because I wanted to feel their energy, <laughs> and it was a way to just, I, to me, I was like letting them know that we were the same. Like yeah. We were just two dudes, one, if one person is extremely talented and it, and it put in over 10,000 hours to master their craft. Yeah. The other was just a fat gas bag <laughs> who was asking stupid questions. So um, most, most of the athletes really, um, I don't want to say they appreciated it, but they, they allowed it to happen because it was just different. different. And also I wasn't asking about a losing streak or a concussion or a fine. Any or, negative stuff. Yeah, I was, I was there for entertainment purposes only. Mm -hmm. And... Once they understood that, oh, okay, this guy's like, there's no, there's no agenda here. Yeah, he's then just, they he's played around a yeah. lot more, and and the hockey guys were great for that. CFL guys are the best. Yeah, baseball guys were a little bit trickier. I had a a, a few 
So I'm going to shout out Vernon Wells and Jose Bautista for the Blue Jays. Those guys were the absolute best. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned before, David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, I had some great interactions with, and Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, I'd only interview like once every other year. Legendary. And he was very like he was all business. This yeah. is one time I interviewed. The only time I ever interviewed Alex Rodriguez. Oh, okay. I saw him the day before, and he said he'd come back tomorrow. And then one, uh, you know, you kind of wait on the field for like two hours for these guys to yeah, go out and cool. just stretch and just kind of dick around. Yeah. <laughs> Keep real. Comes yeah. off the field and. Uh, I said, when I asked him, I said, can I have a couple of questions yeah. after BP? He's like, okay. Uh, I said, is it a TV interview? I was like, yes. He's like, all right. So in his mind, he's like, literally two questions. Yeah. So he comes off the field. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, I'm good. One more question. I was like, no, that was just an introduction. <laughs> yeah, that was a small be- talk. <laughs> that wasn't part of the interview. Yeah. So I asked him two more questions, and then he left. It was less than 60. It was 57 seconds, the oh, whole shit. interview. And I had to use every second of it, because that's all I had. Yeah, that's all you had. <laughs> But I was like, oh my gosh, this guy really stuck to the time. Yeah. Um, but but it, getting back to, you know, my my tactics and what, yeah. what, what have you, uh, that's when I, I I employ applied and and it worked pretty well because these athletes are not expected to be touched by the media, by or by anybody. By anybody, yeah. And then uh, here soldiers. I am. But yeah. <laughs> but listen, I had a camera and a microphone, so they weren't gonna. I wasn't a- under any yeah. physical threat. Yeah. Because like it would just. You know, it would be yeah. a viral moment before the word viral is applied <laughs> yeah. to, to clips that were shared. A lot. And also, I came up in an era where we just called videos videos. We didn't call it, it content. Yeah, it wasn't it was like different. creating content. The word, the phrase content creator wasn't around. It was just we were doing stupid videos. Yeah. And uh, we found a little bit of success with them. Yeah, nice. I don't know if I answered your question. I'm no, sorry, no, sorry. We, no, we, we, like no, we're good. Whole diatribe <laughs> for 45 seconds. No, we're good. Um few more questions i know you got to get out of here um i know you do your music mondays thank you um and you know i have someone was making fun of me the other day about it uh what was i who was i with um make funny how like the music collection or just the fact that you do it the fact that i do it uh oh my gosh who was making fun was it norm i saw norm norman palace for people who don't know who norm we, i normie. We all I, call, know who I call norm him normie is. and i and i stole that from normie normie yeah and he hates it Normie and I were in Vegas having a fun time. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Norm Powell. Good dude. Very good dude. And you know what? I met his crew, and I actually was telling the story recently. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll meet, like, you'll have a friend, and you'll meet that friend's boys. Yeah. Actually, Norm and I aren't friends. We, we know each other. But I wouldn't say we're Cordial, friends. yeah. And then sometimes some dudes are like standoffish or they're just not really that welcoming. Yeah. His boys were great. And I was ex- kind of expecting that. Yeah. But his boys were dope. They're all like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah. Like, you don't know. I'm just a random I'm, I'm Canadian just, yeah, dude. Yeah. But these guys, his boys from like, I think Norm grew up in San Diego yeah. and then went to UCLA. But all the boys were just cool. And not I really cool. appreciated that. And I was like, all right, Norm, you, you roll with some real ones. Yeah. And, I, and I, so I want to thank him for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, what was your question? Ooh. What was uh, I'm sorry I just not a, I derailed it. Oh, we were you're getting into uh, um, yeah music, music Mondays, Mondays and music, yes yeah. and music yes. yeah um, okay so music Mondays so what made you start that and do you have um, a top five favorite artist list? Did you say artists? Artist list. Oh, artist list. What I say? Uh, artist, I think you said artists. Artists. Artist list. Is that, is that okay. a word? No? no, that's not a word. No? That's what I thought you said. <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> I started, I started maybe like four years ago, mm-hmm. and I think I saw, well, there's the alliteration of Music Monday, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to start posting 
um, these lists, and I don't know if I don't care. I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to these. Yeah. But it's just something that I want to do because I, my whole career, I've been in music and pop. Sorry, pop culture and sports. Yeah. And I want to stay in that lane. I've I've carved out a little bit of a niche yeah. for myself in those two lanes because in my interviews with athletes. Sometimes I'll reference pop culture things. It could be about technology like phones, or it could be sneaker culture, or it could yeah. be music, movies. And then when I interview celebrities, like entertainers, I'll, I'll uh, I'm trying to think of something that I did with Kevin. Oh, Kevin Hart once, and I, we started singing a John Legend song poorly, oh, but we sang. That's how we started the interview. Yeah. Like, um, so I'll, I'll infuse. Actually, no, that was pop culture and pop culture. But I'll infuse sports into there. Yeah, a, you, a, as you, well. you mixed it. Yeah, I, I tried to. Yeah. Um, the last time, I, yeah, the last time I interviewed Drake. We spoke about him being a bandwagon fan, and he likes Alabama because his name is Aubrey, and he said the Alabama oh, logo no. is like, that sort of has a script, kind of a, yeah. a, a serif so font so for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, sim yeah, very yeah. similar logo. Um, but anyway, so I'll I'll, I'll infuse yeah. sports the other way. Okay, so Music Mondays. So um, <laughs> there were like there used to be a site called Nah Right. Now right, I'm gonna tell you this. Now right, two dope boys, and OK Player were the three sites that I used to go to the most often when I wanted to hear new music. Okay. And now right has unfortunately been discontinued. OK Player, I still check in with, and that's the the website that the Roots started. Okay. And then two dope boys, I don't know who started that one, but um, actually before two dope boys, it was on Smash, and then on Smash got seized by the government, <laughs> so I had to. So I said, oh, two. Two dope, boys, two dope boys, but I I know you're an audio Mac guy. There yeah. are a couple other sites that I don't tell people about that, that I go to. Yeah, I keep on the low to find my new music. And these are just everybody has a frequency. Yeah, that like certain vibes appeal to them. So I have a I have a frequency, and that's generally some of the some of the songs that I like to put out there that I like to promote. Like, yeah. hey, this is what I'm listening yeah. to. These are the ten songs. So um, there. I just saw G Easy the other day, and I didn't well, go up to him, but I like G Easy. G Easy reminds me of Drake in some ways because they have a similar flow. It's very clean, yeah. And he has some of Drake's cadences, and obviously, I'm a huge Drake fan, like yeah. everybody else is. Yeah. But I think he's kind of funny, and I like. But I didn't say what's up to him. I should have, but I respect him. He's now dating Megan The Stallion, so he gets yeah, what ultimate respect. <laughs> Casey, yeah. respect. My goodness. Megan the Stallion, bro. Yo, but the thing with thoroughbred. <laughs> the thing with Meg is that oh, the smile just I can't do the smile, man. She be smiling. It's like I mean, listen. And I, I like we, we're I mean, funny listen. people. I like to laugh. You like to laugh. I don't want to listen. Okay. Someone that looks like me should not make fun of <laughs> the way other people look. Yeah. So I don't. I generally do not. I, yeah. I, those bullets stay in the chamber. Stay in, in the clip. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because because words. Uh, uh, words and bullets, uh, you can't ever get them back. Once they're out there, they're out there. Meg, I love you. <laughs> Top artist. You're not, you're, you're not checking for me, Meg. But if you are, <laughs> I see you. She might in yeah, four or five years. You know, yeah, I'll be here. Um, okay. So do I have a favorite artist list? No, I don't have a favorite artist, artist list. But I have the artists that I, I they, they, they change like every year. Or yeah, so new, there's so much now. New dudes that come up. Yeah. And just like wow, I'm really, I'm really effing with this person's vibe. Yeah. Do you have any new particular, or what do you think? And this is probably the last question. I'm gonna wrap it up. But um, in terms of like the new generation, and you know, we're, all, we're seeing all like Pop Smoke, for example, R.P. does Pop Smoke, and um, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that the generation of music can do something? Maybe like you can't change it now because it kind of it's it's what it is and it's what sells. But is there a way to lower 
you know, the allure of the hood life or the crime oh, life see, or like, because how much more of these young, like one of my favorite artists that's young, well, younger at the time was Kodak, Kodak Black. And I think Kodak gets, I get, I get dragged sometimes for, because I'll be putting songs I like in my, in my Instagram story too, that I think, I don't really know who listens, if anybody listens to it, but those just kind of my vibe. Mm-hmm. And he has his legal issues and stuff like that, but yes, a you know, lot like, of legal issues. Can you can you speak to just any of like what would you say, or maybe just to help guide the younger generation in terms of like just you know you don't have to live that life to be a successful rapper, or because how much more are you, these young people who have so much potential that never get to live up to it have the same fate as Pop Smoke? Whew. Well, a lot to unpack there because a lot of these artists they are narrating their life experience and they're speaking their truths and uh, and unfortunately in the united states That's there's still a lot of us that live in poverty or yeah. live in these areas with high crime because of the poverty so yeah. um they're gonna tell those stories and that makes sense because that's an authentic those are authentic experiences yeah you know when you have like the j coles and the kendricks and you know before them the to- the qualies and oh, the yeah. Kanye's. i mean the commons and the commons. Yeah. I mean, you have artists and Hove. I mean, Hove started on the street, but now yeah. his hustle he, is yeah, like Basquiat paintings. Yeah, yeah. he's and on a different level. Yeah, and he's talking about investing for the next generation. So yeah. sometimes what is cool is what people will gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes these these songs and the these tales that we really like are become cool. I mean, it's up at, to at, at people's expense, essentially. Yes, yeah. and, and so it just it comes to the individual, and the individual is like, what kind? What I'm going to tell my life story, but am I am I going to tell it like a gripping, haunting tales or really grisly details, mm-hmm. or am I going to try to, you know, flip the coin mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, are, uh, am I going to flip the coin and am I going to record an entire album about being in love, like Chance the Rapper did about his wife. And, and Chance yeah. the Rapper's from Chicago. And like he kind of got, got, got killed for it too a little bit. I mean, that's unfortunate, because like when you fall in love, yeah, sometimes your life changes. And when yeah. you have a, a dope one, and he does, his wife, and his, and his I yeah. think he's got two kids now. Yeah. Like his, that's where he is in this yeah, particular space. Kanye too. Kanye is found. Kanye is, I don't know if he's all the way done it, but he's making gospel music cool. Those, yeah. those Sunday services and that record, like I think of Follow God, which is a dope record. Yeah, and I like the album. A lot of people, my homeboys, like, yo, turn that off. I'm like, yo, it's, I understand it's not for everybody. It but, isn't for everybody, but yes. You, you have to respect the growth. Because like you said, like there's yes. when the people are not getting shot at or getting shot and killed, you know, they're trying to elevate, which is also like, why are you switching up or why are you doing that? So I think that, like you said, the, the uh, gospel album or the route that he's trying to go on, people not need to stop killing Kanye for what people love Kanye for, and that was being different. And, well, you know, we might see more, and I mentioned Kendrick, and I think of the song Duckworth where he does paint some really grisly details about perhaps yeah. he kills somebody or, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or not. Or, or not. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I think of, like, the Black Panther album, and maybe maybe if we see more of a proliferation of, of positive images in 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 the in the culture or in um, uh, yeah I suppose in the culture mm-hmm. maybe that will re- that that will reverberate more with young people and, yeah. and the the kind of stories and the kind of narratives that they want to tell I don't really have the the right answer yeah but hopefully there'll be more positive stories being told and I got a salute chance the rapper like for 
writing a whole record about being in love, and yeah, he got dragged for it, but man, yeah. that's that's him living his truth. Yeah, no, He's sure. in love with his with his wife. For sure, can't knock him for that. For sure. All right, last question. Yes. Raptors finals. Oh they're making goodness. it. They're, oh, ma- man. <laughs> they're not making it. Cap? I mean, I mean like, there's about four or five minutes ago where I could have heard someone say, "I'm not switching up. I'm a Raptors fan." Oh, listen, I'm. <laughs> fandom is being uh, emotional and unrealistic about your teams. Yeah. You know, your homie Adam said, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Like, yeah. there is this, un- he is, probably has unrealistic expectations or probably he's, or measured oh, expectations yeah. <laughs> about the success of his franchise. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to win MVP again. Yeah, back He is the back. best defensive player by w- defensive win shares yeah. in the NBA. Is, yeah. And they're beating teams by 12 points. Yeah. And they have both of the Lopez brothers to guard the rim. Yeah. So Giannis yeah, yeah. can just... Giannis and and Robin just, is shooting now, too. Yes, he can just patrol the, the perimeter. Yeah. And in times where Nick Nurse is going to, uh, you know, have a box in one or a two in a triangle to try to contain Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton will be shooting at a 40, 45% yeah. clip. and he's underrated. So if, if, if the Raptors are at full strength with Marcus Gasol, Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal, and Kyle – and then you know that the role players all at full strength and it will be a compelling se- series yeah but then you know are we going to pass boston that's it and or philly if we get that team or miami philly if we get. philly is imploding but philly well, yeah, they just need true. to be great for 2 months yeah. which is a lot to ask cuz the team is <laughs> imploding joel and b just got injured yeah. his left shoulder. shoulder yeah will the raptors be in the final I hope so. You hope so. That, that, but I'm measuring my expectations. We'll you're betting, man. So now you're thinking, you know. No, but 18 to 1 is nice. <laughs> <laughs> or that 9 to 1 to win the East, I might put 100 bucks on it. See yeah. how it goes. All right, man. So, you know, this is um, the first. Piece of JB, yeah. JKB Sports merch. Yeah. Um, dad hat. I want to present this to you, Cab. Thank you. Um, yeah. This is an audio medium. So I'm wearing a gray. Wait, some, no, some of you guys char- might watch char- this. Charcoal. Charcoal. It's not just Char- any gray. It's, it's charcoal gray. Charcoal gray with the basketball logo with the, with the lemon and uh, the mandarin colors oh. uh, with the, the JKB sports. Let them um, know. It, it's kind of, it's like a, a rainbow. It's like an arc, an arc over the basketball podcast underneath. I appreciate the merch. I'm going to rock this. Let them know. Appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys for coming on. And Cap, obviously, man, yo, I owe you so much. You owe me nothing. Uh, I, I owe him nothing. You, you owe me nothing except your own me. greatness. <laughs> yes, Cap. <laughs> if you don't know who this man is by now, you're tripping. I'm just a man. I'm just a man. Cab, you want to shout out your Instagram sure. or your Twitter and let people know what you got going on? On Instagram, you can find me at the real Cabby. On Twitter, you can just find me at, at Cabby, C-A-B-B-I-E. And I work for Bleacher Report on the Bleacher Report betting vertical. So we're doing a bunch of content out of Las Vegas. We're going to lean into March Madness, the Masters, NBA playoffs, start of baseball, which is interesting again because yeah. who the hell really rocked with baseball until this the season? Astros, yeah. Yeah, the Astros getting hit by pitches. So that's who you can find my content. I hope you guys can check it out. Appreciate you guys. Obviously, you guys know me, Jerome, JKB Sports, the Instagram with the Z. The Twitter is JKB Sports Pod with the Z. Got to switch it up, give it some flavor. Look out for the next pod. I got another interesting guest coming up. You don't want to miss it. Again, appreciate Cap for coming on. We out. Peace.